This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Happy Friday. It's yeah. time for Sloppy Seconds. Uh, very exciting episode today with uh, a, lo- a lovely man named Johnny Sibley. Sibley is how you pronounce it. And That's you kept pronouncing it wrong the whole time. It was so rude of you. Now, we have a Me? wonderful time. We talked to him about what? living in New York. We talked to him about being on Pose. We talked to him about being in Hacks. We talked to him about doing a sex scene in The Deuce directed by... James Franco. James Franco, notorious straight person. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This was a really fun episode. I'm so excited for you guys to listen. Um, And we have a fun sex talk at the end. Don't fuck. Yeah, and if you're celebrating, if you're, what'd you say? Don't fuck in a pool. Don't fuck in a pool. That's right. And if you're celebrating this weekend, we wish you a great time. But please remember to not be a crazy, awful, idiot person out in the world. You know, it's a three day weekend. It's a three-day weekend. For what? It's Memorial Day on Monday, so everyone is, like, getting a house in Palm Springs. and oh, I had no idea. I wish I would have thought about that. All right. Well, we'll talk about it after this. Okay. <laughs> if you see me at Palm Springs, look the other way. Goodbye. <laughs> First choice is a big old bus. You turn around and boom, you end up with us. Sloppy seconds. Oh, Diva. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Are you ready for some sloppy seconds? You stupid little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you stupid little fucks, you stupid dirty little fucks. Everything's going to be opening in June. I'm Big Dipper and that's Meatball. Welcome nope. back to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. <laughs> you flipped it. And how stupid do you really think everyone is? Well, I guess in your Based mind. Based on you... the comments we get <laughs> on the on our Instagram for this podcast, pretty fucking stupid. Do people think we are the Encyclopedia Britannica? They're I think lo- that they, they come to us for news and news, science. science and facts. That's why and they're guess here. guess what? I only come here for conjectures, lies, and libel. So <laughs> libel I, they've come to the wrong sp- and slander. Um, well, I, you know, I'm excited because we have a um, Nobel Peace Prize winner, uh, yes. a Fulbright scholar, a poet yes. laureate, absolutely, um, someone who can give us really, really factual information about news, science. Um, uh and uh what what else are people talking about these days news science and um people sexual health thank Let's you that's bring what we're on looking our for. special guest he is an actor a host a viral tiktok sound maker it's johnny, johnny sibley hello sibley <laughs> okay well don't do all that I did it. How are you, Johnny? I'm good. I'm so happy someone finally gave me my flowers for how smart I am. Yeah. Fulbright scholar. Incredible. Come on, educated. No, we recently we recently were like having we're having conversations about things that we think about. You know, we are uh, mm-hmm. 
just like two loud people who have a podcast, which is that's what you do. You just talk, and people you are just like, have opinions. "Why didn't you do research on that? That information is incorrect. Why this is irresponsible of you?" But, but it's to have also a hot the information. Take, the information isn't something that's going to like ruin someone's life. It's literally like. Us being like, people's buttholes aren't self-lubricating. And they're all like, you don't know this science. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but people do you know a, the... People love a little... Did you know? I'm like, no, I didn't, clearly. <laughs> so what have did, you been up to? Did you How are know? You... Did you know? What have you been up to? How have you well, been? Well, I'm fully vaccinated and I'm ready to take on the world. Honey. Are you in L.A.? I am, yeah. Oh, nice. Well, things are finally opening up. Are you excited? Yep. My legs are opening up. Everyone's ooh, opening up. Well, no, it's a it's a really it's a really hot it's a hot time for you right now, Johnny, because you are on the I want to call it a hit show, but I think I'm just that's because of the marketing is good and I like all the actors in it and I've watched and it, it and it's great. I've, I binged but it. It's so good. Is it a hit yet? Who knows? I sure hope it is. Uh, but you're on the show uh, Hacks on HBO. I am. Yeah. You it play. Is... No, no. Go ahead. No, go you ahead. go. <laughs> no, I would. I would say. Listen, I don't. You. If you say it's a hit, it's a hit. It's a hit. I mean, one. I. I can it's hear it from two hit. people, three people. It's a. If you think it's a hit, it's a hit. If Scott Scorch Storch produced it, it's a hit. What was that music producer's name? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. Didn't he, Wait, so didn't you he play date Brooke Hogan? That music producer. <gasps> he did, and he also produced Paris Hilton's album, which was you know great. Oh my god! Stars yeah. are blind. It's still a bop. It's still a bop. Wait, but remember still Brooke Hogan? It was had... just in an Oscar-winning film. A star is born. In... Yeah, they sing that at the final <laughs> scene. And Willem sings it. Now, stars, a star is born. They sing "Stars Are Blind." Um, did, wait, did you remember Brooke Hogan's single? Oh uh, yeah, I forget how it goes, but that was that was a moment in time. It truly was a moment. What Every a good blonde time. girl uh, in the world was like, "I'm gonna do music." Do you <laughs> think that after? Do you think that like girls at home? cut the waistband or like the belt loop band off their jeans remember when low-rise jeans were like so big but Mm -hmm. like could you diy that you i bet you could but you'd really have to trust that zipper because you know it couldn't be a zipper that would slide you'd cut the button off because some zippers they lock right yeah some zippers do but i don't think yeah i mean i I I do that now with my with my gym shorts if they're a little tight i just cut Cut the ends to let it breathe a little. Put ah! that little V in the on the sides. Nobody can tell. Nobody can tell. Right. Oh my god. Okay. So a little back extra to room hacks. for some twerking. So back to hacks. You play Wilson, the water cop, which I thought That's was a very right. funny role. So far, you've only been in one episode. Are mm-hmm. you? Are you slated to come back? Can you say? I am you've seen the previews, girl. She's around in a bathrobe. <laughs> We've all seen the footage. I didn't see that preview. There's oh, a little sleepover, I, I some action. Fucking, I know who it is. And I say good for you. Or yeah, Wilson, you good for the this character. Week. This week, there's a little more uh, situation happening. Mm. Um, mm. And weeks after that, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to get into some stuff. I was saying, I was talking to a friend of mine about the show, and I was like, I love the show because... It, it sometimes when you watch a show and you're like, 
I know what that person's dealing with because I've had trouble making my rent. I know what that person's dealing with because they're struggling to like get their career going. I know what that part, mm. but like there's something I always find interesting about watching people like deal with life's problems when they're so rich, they could buy anything <laughs> that they wanted, but they still somehow like create problems because I think it's like, it becomes a complex character. And so we get the like wealth porn that we get on like the fucking Kardashians and like whatever yeah. else. But then there's like a layered interesting thing behind it because in the episode that that we first meet your character it's like she's literally filling her pond up with i never knew that that's a service that you can do and that gets on her private jet or like calls a (laughs) helicopter you know you're just like that's an insane life to live but you still have problems no and it's funny because it's like you you still have your problems you're just a little comfier with them (laughs) you know you can sleep (laughs) on a nice mattress but you're still miserable (laughs) Right. (laughs) What was it like working with Jean Smart? I mean, she's like such an icon and a legend, and I've loved her because I used to watch Designing Women all the time. Oh my god! So seeing she's having like such a real moment right now, what was it like? She is Jean is an icon that like she just doesn't like to be see like she's just. I think someone called her a legend. She's like, oh gosh, like you know, she's just (laughs) that. She's so sweet. She's the kindest woman, but she also gets her work done. Like on set, she is the most professional. And if she doesn't like something, she'll be like, no, I don't like that. And I'm just like, work. Because on set, you know, <laughs> especially being new, like, especially being newer to the industry in a, a capacity where you feel like you are welcome at the table, it's you're still always a little bit like, do I belong here? And then right. seeing like someone like Jean just really be like, no, I don't think that's a great idea. I'm like, oh, I love that so much. Like she's inspiring <laughs> in that way. Not only is she inspiring in how she like comports herself on set, but just I remember there was one scene that you'll see in, in a couple episodes, but I just remember watching her and like like living for her acting. But I was like, oh shit, I'm in this scene. Like I have to. <laughs> Wow. But she's just that that kind of actress. You just watch. Like, I remember we did a table read, and I read the script before. And, you know, as an actor, you, like, read the lines the way you think they're supposed to be read. And then Jean Smart comes on and reads it in a way that you're like, holy shit. The way that she just made that her own, it's like, I'm, I really am not that good. <laughs> you know, like, oh she's God. just... <laughs> She's so effortless and so sweet and so kind. I love her so much. I remember watching uh, Watchmen and she, like, there were certain things, obviously, she, like, her character was such a badass, you know, like, like, ahead of the story the whole time, like, knew what was going on. But then there are certain things as an actor where you're like, you probably could have done the, like, I've been around the block. I'm such an icon. I'm going to say yeah. no to that, or I'm not going to do this thing, or I'm not going to like be in this scene. When she pulled out that big blue dildo <laughs> yeah. and you were like, Oh, she's ready to do it. Like she's ready to yeah. do what the story calls for, which is like, that makes an even more iconic actor who is like, yeah. not about the, like I've been doing this forever and I'm the star, but is about the, what do we need to do to tell the best story? And I feel yeah, like that's like everyone on the show. Yeah, she's a true she's a true professional, true actress. Like, you know, you're like you said, there's plenty of actors out there that are like, no, that's you know, I I I've done I'm done doing stuff like that. Right. But if it works for the story, Gene's all about it. And you know, Gene also is um, 
she's also like no to certain things you know like she just knows what works for the story i mean she's been doing it for so long yeah. and has had so many roles that have have been so good you know she's an emmy winner like if gene smart wants to or doesn't want to do something everyone needs to pay attention because she knows she it's it's not even the longevity it's the 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 quality of work you know yeah that's so incredible. Wait, I have a question. Are you? Yeah. Is that all filmed in Vegas? Did you have to go to Vegas for all um, of that? So, some of it is is filmed in Vegas, but a lot of it was filmed here in LA. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't think that that's like a crazy. No, it isn't. Meatball, you're acting like Spoiler. they filmed. Like I feel like the only show that ever really filmed in the location was Portlandia. Because the only people who were not actors on that, or the only people who were actors were Fred and Carrie, and everyone well, else was like my, from Portland. I just thought it would be cheaper to go to Vegas to shoot it. And there is that scene when they're on the bus and stuff. And y'all shot this during oh, co- yeah. COVID. So well, I, just that, think- I think, I think, had we not had to shoot during COVID, it probably would have been um, a good idea to go and film yeah. on location. But because there was already so many protocols and so much money expended on doing all the COVID stuff, like that COVID stuff is expensive. Oh, hell and yeah. to test and every single Vegas, person. They're not doing oh. that. And so yeah, I'm sure I was wondering. the production company was like, well, we'll lose our insurance if we go to Vegas. Yeah. Did you ever yeah, have to work with Megan Stalter? I know none of y'all scenes are together. Did you say have no. to? <laughs> yeah. Did, well, I'm at work. it's a chore, you know? No, stop. I'm just kidding. I love her. Um, no, we didn't, we didn't have any scenes together, but there was one day where we, we were on set. Cause you know, sometimes they do like a B, like a B camera and they'll film something else while they're filming some, some other scenes just to like get stuff done. Um, but I remember seeing her from far away. Like it was the first time we'd met, but we, we'd done like an interview or something before together. And we were just like, Hey, but since then we've all like, we have a group ch- uh, chat that we like gas each other up every day and like. You know, Aww. it does really feel like a family. Like, it's really, really sweet. It's just like a hot, pretty, young, talented... Well, not even young. It's like the, the, everyone. Like, like everyone's just so goddamn sexy. <laughs> I feel like people who haven't even seen the show are talking about the show because of the cast. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. The cast is so great. And that really, like, that's something that has to go back to the creators, like Paul, Lucia, and Jen like who've all worked in great things before and have put like really good people and shit before. Like uh, there was this movie that uh, Lucia did that she directed called Rough Night. I don't know if oh, you've seen it. Oh, like, yeah. And Alana, like all the people in that cast felt so like great together. And like, I don't know, they just, they really do take their time. They're meticulous in who they want to bring on. And you can really tell even on set, everyone's attitude and everyone's like, kindness toward each other i feel like it's a top-down thing where i've worked on productions before where people don't really like each other but they show Ooh, up and was like, that pose yeah. <laughs> speaking wow, of bringing wow. together a lot of wow. uh characters who on pose was fighting girl they killed you off uh, you, were, you you were there for a long time you're like and yeah, then no they killed loyalty, you you're dead um <laughs> no i mean i i feel like No, when I was on Pose, everyone was super, super kind and and professional. And um, I love Billy Porter so much. Billy was, Billy cracked me up on set. Like, I remember the first day I was there, I was so nervous because Billy Porter was like, you know, like icon. And he's like, you know, you're cute. I had no saying what you would look like, but you're cute. So we're good. (laughs) 
And for oh, people wow. listening, you played uh, Pray Tell's Pray boyfriend, Tell's boyfriend. B- Billy Porter's Correct. character, and then, they, and, and then you died of AIDS. Yeah, I did, and it's so funny that was because emotional. Oh my was. god, it was so sad. <laughs> that it was so scene? funny. Like now being on Hacks, and people actually get to see what I actually look like because in Pose, like I was, you know, I had all the the death makeup, and it was like people are always like, "Oh, that was you." I was like, "Oh, thank God they didn't recognize." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, great big ups to the hair and makeup department, but yeah, at least now they get to they get to see the real thing. Wait, well, and so thing, you know. how did you suppose? So obviously, Pose is like a like, was these, like the first huge thing. But these yeah. two shows are both like big shows in the world. Like, do you have like a long history of like trotting the boards of being an actor, or was this something you came to a little bit later and you were like, oh, cute, let me get these TV roles. Oh, no. I'm not like a lot of these bitches that come up, come up in the industry just like, oh, I guess I'll do this. No, Miss Thing, I was doing this <laughs> since I was in seventh grade. Okay. Uh, okay. How did I have start? Go- you know what's funny? I, I was telling the story to Paul uh, and Jen and Lucia because they were um, they were writers and, you know, they were on Broad City and stuff like that. But back when I lived in New York, uh, you know, many, many years ago, I started off as an extra, like many mm. actors do. Doing Law and Order and Smash. You remember that show, Smash? I remember yes! Smash. Let me be your star. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, person in the background, number 538. So I And was you were a, a drag queen on Law and Order SVU on the oh Chicago gosh, crossover right. episode. I specifically And you know what's funny that about one. that? My, I was living in Bushwick at the time, and I really thought it was it was the role to, to have. So I got my girlfriend, Trace said, I don't know if you know yeah. who Trace Yeah, is, Trace, but, yeah. Trace got me up in drags in Bushwick, put me on the train and said, go, daughter. <gasps> Not put <laughs> you on the train. <laughs> oh, you knew you needed that work, honey. You couldn't even take a cab up in drags. She said, go on the train. Were you wearing the shoes or you have the shoes in the back? No, you know it's so funny. Catch the I was, shoes, I was, baby. <laughs> Catch the shoes. I was I was in drag, but I was, I was in my hat and my hood. Uh-huh. I was giving, you know... Uh, incognito drag drag queen. Right. Okay. So, but then when I got to the church where where whatever the holding cell was for the extras, that's when I you know put on all the. But I was really impressed because a lot of the girls were working girls in the city, like like actual drag queens that had shows every week, and they're like, "Where do you perform?" I was like, "Oh my god!" And actually, <laughs> you're like, oh, "Soon this, enough." This isn't. No, no, no. This is not my dream. <laughs> Wait, let's take yeah. a, a quick break, and we'll be right back. better is easy with factors delicious ready to eat meals every fresh never frozen meal is chef crafted dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week including calorie smart protein plus and keto also there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long when my fridge is stocked with factor meals i'm like Oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm-hmm. Very cool. 
that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. And I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this is like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals? Try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. And Factor Meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. All you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle. And we're celebrating Earth Day all month long with Factor. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash sloppyseconds50 and use code sloppysecond 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppysecond50 at factormeals.com slash sloppysecond50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Okay, we are back. back. Wait, now I want to talk a little bit more about Trace because Trace is, speaking of icon and legend status, I um, had like the wonderful uh, brief encounter with her because I know Peppermint and Mm -hmm. I was recording music like two or three years ago and Peppermint was in town and I was getting, I had this whole, for my album, I wanted to do little interludes, very much like the Waterfalls or I'm very much like uh, crazy, sexy, cool, uh, mm-hmm. and do little interludes throughout. And um, so I was like, Pep came over to record something, and we recorded a skit or two. And I went and I picked her up. A little and skit. She was with Trace, and she was like, mm. "Oh, this is my friend Trace. Come on, uh, hop in the car." And she just got in the car, and I was like holding the wheel, and I was like, "Hello, nice to meet you." Completely starstruck. Oh. Uh, had no idea, and we. She like sat in on our recording session, and she was like. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm tossing around the idea about maybe making some music. And she just released this song and you directed the music video with her for Self Made Bitch. Self Made Bitch, that's right. If there is a Self Made Bitch, that is her. She is, she is, she, well, she's my, I call her my best friend, my sister and my mother. Uh Because she is all those things. But she, yeah, she's. There's so much that that Trace has in her arsenal that like I feel like a lot of people don't see. Like and I feel like a lot uh, like a lot of people don't give Trace the credit that she deserves. Like Trace is a ballroom girl. She has pounded the pavement. She has been through the ringer, you know. And um but yeah, she's great. I love her so so much. And she's always been very like we met in acting class. <clears throat> we used to have an acting class in New York where it was me, Trace, Laverne, Jamie Clayton, from Sensei and um, the L word, like we were all in the same class. It was very, it was wow. crazy. Oh my god! And this was like La- I, Laverne had just joined Orange is the New Black, so this was before anything popped off for anybody. Right. Um, wow. So it was crazy just to see the kind of work that they like. I know so many more, so so much of what Laverne and Jamie and Trace and so many people in that class can do 
more so than what they've been able to do on screen so far. Yeah. So. Well, do you ever feel like you're kind of typecast or kind of held back? You haven't gotten gotten to show your full range. Um, I feel like that is, you know, I I do a lot of like skits online and like yeah, Julissa. Yeah, throwing wigs, <laughs> but that actually came from going into auditions for you know the pool boy or the you know the sexy latino which at the end of the day is not me like and you know acting isn't about you but i i'm like i i'm such a goober i don't know like if i could be (laughs) you know because there are men out there that are just that yeah and that's fierce that's fine and that's all we need you to be baby but like and apparently our listeners are very upset when we have them on the show because they they can't not like attractive people here (laughs) that was like <laughs> Get someone with some personality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How dare you at home? Like, I'm just all about welcoming people for what they bring to the table. Right. And not exactly. more from... Thank Listen, you. Listen, when we started expecting more from hot people, this is it. Just we got in a real pickle. <laughs> a real pickle. You, you hear me? Like, <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, there there are some times where I feel like I've been typecast, but I I, I also feel like taking my like. As, as um, Jennifer Lewis says, taking my career into my own hands, Honey. I like just started putting on wigs and being who who I wanted to be, and then you know built a little bit of a falling off that. So when I walk into rooms now for auditions, they know that I can do different things, and mm-hmm. that's why they you know I, there will always be the you know the Latino that's just the the cross we have to bear at this point until we get to like open it up a little more. But but even like on hacks like they let me play in ways that I'd never been able to before mm. in other roles. So, um, yeah, I mean, you got to start somewhere. But yeah. I think, I mean, I think that's such like, it's an evolution, right? Like, so actors used to be, oh, walk around with my physical headshot. You couldn't get an audition unless you had an agent. You had to go to all these open calls. You had to do this thing, not to mention all the uh, other awful bullshit, like the Harvey Weinstein Mm. stuff, like all of that. Also, it used to be like you had to be in an acting class. Like the teachers of the acting class would like pump you up and stuff. And I was like, how is this a sustainable thing? Yeah, like it was all a setup. And now you can go that route, sure, but now it's literally a legitimate question to talk about, like, so what's your social media about? And it's like, Uh if you're an actor and you don't have social media and you haven't created um, uh, some skits online with your funny characters and you don't have, like, some sort of brand partnership deal or you don't do this, they they look at you sideways. They're like, well, are you actually trying to be in this industry? And, you know, I think that is completely fascinating because it's the double edged sword because they want you to build up your own thing. But then when when once you join their team, you can't really Mm. have that voice anymore because they want to turn it into what they want to turn it into. That's really Yeah, Sometimes you you read contracts, you're like, oh, excuse me, I'm going to give you that like. There's just so many things they they do. They want because back in the day, industry like the industry used to be like they wanted to make stars. Mm-hmm. They wanted to find, you know they used to use the the stupid stories that didn't really happen. Where it's like I saw her at a bank and I discovered her and blah 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 blah. And now Whereas it's like now- I saw his OnlyFans and I thought <laughs> maybe we'll get that on some cameras. Exactly. Wait 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 wait! Isn't that story about Courtney Cox? 
that she got pulled on stage at a Bruce Springsteen concert. Yes. But yeah, it yeah. was actually she had been cast and placed in the front row. <gasps> and, yeah. and it was for the video. What? So she was what? actually cast as an actor and a model and not just a random person who got her big break. Yeah. Look at this beautiful girl right in the front by herself. Who is like what? ready to smile and dance and engage <laughs> and like knows everything and is camera ready, honey. Not sweaty, yeah. not too drunk. Doesn't have an extra purse <laughs> on her bag. Isn't like calling Listen. to her friend to like take a photo with the uh, disposable uh, camera. Like yeah. She's fully engaged in the moment. For, yeah. You have no purse? You're at a concert, right. you have no purse? That's a gig. You got cash, wow. you have a green room. You have a dressing room. Nothing it. in those pockets. Now, I have a question about one of your roles in a show called yeah. Deuces. Uh-huh. What was that it's, like? It's, and was your dick out? I love, Deuces sounds like, first of all, <laughs> Oh, was it Deuce? The deuce, <laughs> but like I love deuces because that's <laughs> it was the deuce. Ah, ah. These are the spinoffs. I'm I'm all about it. Um, the the deuce was uh yeah that was uh that was like a like a two three liner, and that was the first time like I guess that was the first step into like it was HBO. James Franco was directing. Mm-hmm. I just had to be completely naked, having sex with a woman in front of. Not only like twenty extras, but then twenty crew. Yeah, um, was yeah, that uncomfortable, is... or were you just kind of like, "This is what I'm going to do today"? It was a little bit of both. Like it was uncomfortable. The lead up was uncomfortable, but when I was there, and the girl was like, I felt more bad for the girl because she didn't even have a name in the script, <sighs> you know. And like, oh, and what's great no. though is that she was. We were there, and she was one. She was so sweet. And two, they like they gave her name midway through filming it. They're like, you know, what? we're going to give you a line, or we're going to give you a thing. Um, and Maggie Gyllenhaal was on because uh, she was in that scene, and she was so sweet because she came up to us. She's like, "Is everything okay? Like, are you all comfortable?" Which was great because she didn't have to do that. She was just you know acting in the scene. But I remember there was one take where James Franco came back to me and he's like, "It's a look. It's looking a little metronomy to me." And I was like, "Oh." Okay, so you want me to put some swerve on it? <laughs> oh! And then he said, and then come back to my office when we're done here. <laughs> he was like, Let, and He's you like, can teach me exactly. about swerve. Yeah, and I think his girlfriend was visiting the set that day. I <gasps> forgot. She was another famous person. I just can't remember her name. She's she's like one of those brunette white girls. Could be anyone, really. Emmy Ross. Um, no, I would have I would have recognized Emmy. No shade to whoever the girl was. <laughs> <laughs> So we were talking about how people use Instagram as kind of like a trading card or a headshot now, but you've mm-hmm. also just gone fully viral on TikTok with your with your little voguing moment. <laughs> what can you explain TikTok to me and then how that happened and the sound? Because what's gone viral it's is just your sound. sound. The sound, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because I I I watch TikTok as you know some of us do. Yes, I, we I do. mostly watch and like oh, say to myself, "Wow." I wish I could do that. And also, wow, like, I wish this was around, like, five years ago because I would have been so much more into it than I am now. But I just remember seeing this little queen dancing his heart out. And I was just like, I'm going to duet this and, like, hype him up. And, you know, I was just like, get it, get it, get it. I'm, like, watching <laughs> and, like, really living for the dancing because he was he was killing it. And yeah, talk about Swerve. Right. <laughs> He was, yeah, he was definitely swerving. Um, But I remember I, like, recorded that in October. And then all of a sudden in January, like, I think the first big person to use it was, like, uh, was it Tia? 
Tia or Tamara? Okay, a, a, one of the sisters. Oh, it, was it was a Maori. It was it was Tia Maori. Um, and uh, because that's the one people like. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's what I heard. I. I didn't know because that's what someone told me. I'm sure, like, sure, 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 sure. She's she's not like, the one married to like, a yeah, the one that we like. Yeah, one <laughs> of them like, is oh, the... working and the other one is not. That's all. Uh, <laughs> so she did it, and then all of a sudden, I just start start seeing these like pop up, and like all of a sudden, straight people are doing it. There's like you know, it's like one of my girlfriends getting ready to go out for the night. And it's like hit. Get when my husband's doing the dishes. Get it. Get. It. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> and then you know, everyone's just using it, and I was like, I think there was like a, you know, I read a lot of the comments that were like, I, I thought this was a real song, and then, you know, uh, this is going to be embarrassing for me to admit, but I, I Google my name sometimes just sure. to make sure everything's who does kosher. it. Who does um, it? Yeah, girls, if you're on here and you think you're not googling your name, you better you, you need you to wanna... know everything that's coming up. You need to Google your name so you can remember the the still images on the internet from that show, <laughs> Doucet. The Doucet. Oh my god. <laughs> the Doucet. Well, okay. So when I Google googled my name, everything that was coming up was Johnny Sibley hit it, hit it. Johnny Sibley TikTok. Johnny Sibley TikTok song. Johnny Sibley get it, get. It. I was like, first of all, none of my acting credits. <laughs> but everyone was trying. So I was like. This would be so fun if it was a song. And then like a, like a month or two later, these DJs reached out called Mood Shift. And they're like, we turned it into a song. We'd love to partner with you to push it out. And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, so then like we put it out in a, like a day or two. It goes to number 12 on the dance charts ah! on iTunes. I was like, what is going on? Am I, am I a Rue girl? Well, no, because they don't. <laughs> Break the top ten or the top twenty, but <laughs> just kidding. Trixie does. Trixie does. Mm. Uh huh. They're gonna drag me for that. Oh, they're gonna come get you. Well, listen. Don't worry. None of the Rue girls listen to this podcast, so we're right. safe. And they all know they make their music for the music videos, which is just a fancy and expensive way to get club bookings. They all know that. You see, and that I can't afford. So hats off to the to the girls. But you, you know. made one uh, just looking into your phone. Yeah. Right? Free of charge. Free of charge, honey. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> oh, my God. It's it's so funny. Like, I, I didn't... People are like, did you know it was going to blow up? I'm like, first of all, anything that's ever blown up of mine, unless it was, like, you know, my bowels, I've never understood, like, understood that. <laughs> well, yeah. okay, so something else, something else that people may know you from, which I actually didn't know it was you, and... I'm like, fingers crossed it is you. There's also a very viral video of you um, like voguing in front of protesters, correct? Oh, Sipping yeah, an iced coffee. Yeah. Meepo, do you remember this coffee. from a few years ago? Like green tank top, black basketball shorts, <laughs> sipping like a milky iced coffee, doing like a little bit of voguing, and then mm-hmm. setting the, uh, setting do the coffee down. That's Johnny. <laughs> Oh! I saw that in the outline, and I was like, "Are we sure about that?" I had to go you back look, and watch. It. You just look a little different. Less you look facial a little younger, yeah, yeah, yeah. younger, sh- uh, baby face, baby face. It's it just less facial hair. <laughs> but that was everywhere. The post took a lot out of you. Now, yeah, that was super popular. So, how are you like continuing keeping up with like the whole internet thing while also being like a real actor? How do you find um, balance? I don't know. I think it's just some, like, I just, 
I, I feel like ever since I was a little kid, like I didn't, I was not the little kid that used to go out and play with people because when I did, I would get called a faggot. I was like, see, this is why I don't come outside. <laughs> so, so I was like always online, you know, and I was like an AOL girl down. Like, so I have always been kind of like the internet has been kind of my, my community, my place to like express myself. So it kind of feels weird. Like I did have a conversation after I did pose with a friend of mine who was like, so are you, you can stop doing the internet stuff now because now you're a serious actor. I'm like, what? I'm like, I never did. First of all, I never did it because I wanted, you know, notoriety. I did it because I really felt like I needed to express myself in a way that felt like I didn't have to ask someone else's permission. Mm-hmm. So even though now I'm working and it's really great, the internet is still always a place where it feels like this is me direct like i don't have to you know filter it through a producer or a thing you know mm-hmm. and those are nice too because it's really great when other people are working for you or not for you but like with you no say um, it say for you <laughs> <laughs> say it when you have like a team but it's also nice to just get online and like dance or be ridiculous and you know because that's part of who i am too and i'll i'll probably never not do that unless you know it, it's affecting the bag but <laughs> It doesn't seem to right. be affecting the bag. You just got that TurboTax sponsorship for Miss Julissa. <laughs> oh, yes. It's tax time. It's tax time, baby. <laughs> now, did you do your taxes? You know they were I, due a couple days ago. You know, it's funny. I don't. I didn't, but I will use whatever... <laughs> I will use whatever I make from TurboTax to do my taxes. <laughs> that, was my, that was my rationale. Yeah, I got it. You said, well, now I'm making money by procrastinating. I know. My so, mom's like, you need to do that. I'm like, well, the president didn't. So oops, oh, let them. Sorry, oh, not no. the president. The old, you know, the, the ex that old white president. man. She sh- who shall not be named. Very, very that. <laughs> um, wait, so did you grow up in New York or you moved to uh, New York? I moved to New York. I grew up mostly in Miami, and then I moved to New York, and that's you know I feel mm. like I really grew there. <laughs> uh huh. What is but your yeah, lived- what is your take on New York? Because I lived in Brooklyn for like three ish years. Meatball spent well, how long did you live in New York? Five, six, six years. Six years. Yeah. So we both have spent a little time there. But like, what is your take on New York versus L.A.? Ooh, it's like. They're so different, but like the the people are very similar. I feel, well, not well. Let me not say that. Um, <laughs> oh, girl, you are certified. Dragged up and down the You're like, this is my thesis people. statement. Actually, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, New York is. I feel like New York. I always say this as an artist. It's a. It's an inspiring place, and it lets you like really think outside the box in terms of your creativity and art. Whereas LA is a place where you can actually make that art happen because mm-hmm. New York is oppressively expensive and it's oppressive in a lot of ways. Right. Um, and I always say like New York feels like the center of the universe until you're not there anymore. Like when I moved to LA, I was like, I don't know if this is for me. New York is, is New York. And I was like, once I got over that Stockholm syndrome <laughs> of like, you know, that, <laughs> <It's> like- that, <laughs> My that ex that would you know beat my ass you know but I'd be like but he loves me that was my relationship with New York mm-hmm. whereas L A is like yeah she's a little dumb but she's so pretty like you know <laughs> but it's also like once you leave New York you're like why is everyone stressed out yelling at each other on that island over there like yeah. honestly yeah meanwhile I'm over here I'm like I'm getting an iced americano because because I'm a Virgo you know. It's just like, <laughs> But that, That's I mean, the difference. The, the, the other thing that I find, when I first moved to L.A., I was 
enraged every time oh. I needed service at a restaurant, oh my God. Oh, at yeah, a coffee so shop. Like, here. I'm used to it now, but I've realized like the big thing for me is like in New York, just getting done what needs to get done before you even do anything else. Right. is like baseline being alive in New York. Like yeah. you got to leave the house. You got to like yell at someone about not getting a parking ticket, move your car to the other side of the thing, go to the train, fill up your car, go to the bodega, get breakfast. Do it. You, you, yeah. You're like, you haven't even started your day yet. You've done 1000 things. And in right. LA, yeah. it's like, it could be two o'clock. You will have gotten a coffee and taken a walk. And you're like, yeah, have you done everything now? starts so late here too. I remember being in New York honest. and everything being like 8 a.m. You got to be there 10 minutes early. Da, 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 da. And here it's like, We'll meet at 12-ish. Come on yeah. by at, like, 3. But, I mean, even doing this with you guys, this this is, like, this is what your thing I'm doing for the with day? my day. <laughs> and, like, and like I'll tell, and I'll tell people, like, earnestly. They're like, so, are you busy? I'm like, ooh, I have a podcast at, like, 11. So, ooh. <laughs> Whereas, <laughs> and it's crazy. <laughs> where it's crazy that my life, like, I've, like, conditioned myself to be okay with that. Whereas in New York, it was, like, if I wasn't doing 30 things by 8 a.m., you, like you were saying, I felt like a failure of a human being. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, with, like, I remember the first year I was able to live off of, like, my acting and, like, you know, the internet stuff. I felt like the ho- most horrible person in the world. I'm like, I'm not doing enough. Like, I, you know, but also I was, like, in New York, I was a waiter. I was, I, you know, was an extra. I did roles. Like, I was always doing stuff and, like, beating the shit out of myself. Yeah. So I've kind of come to the place where I'm like, I've done some that. work. Uh, I really beat the pavement. And now I'm just going to enjoy my meditation room that I don't have. But I, you know. Well, any room could be a meditation room. <laughs> yeah. True. But it's true. true. You would like you would like work a six hour shift somewhere and then be like, oh, it's 1130. So let's go out till four in the morning. You're like, what? Oh, <laughs> true. Yeah. Oh, I Everyone's it. like, well, where are we going? I'm like, too bad. Right. Exactly. <laughs> And I feel that way even after working for four or five hours in front of my computer. I'm like, and now, too bad. Like, right over there. I'm like, Too bad. And then TikTok. TikTok, TikTok. for two hours until so I fall gosh. asleep. Until I, I, whenever I look at the app, I always receive the message from the young man who's going, stop. You've been scrolling too long. I've <laughs> oh, never no! looked at TikTok I without getting him. that message. You blocked him? I blocked him. I don't need to see that. And you know what else I don't need to see? That girl that fucked up her bathroom. Have you seen that one? Oh my oh god. My gosh, that one yes. is too much. And it keeps coming up and I was like, I blocked it and everyone's duetting it. I don't know. We don't need to talk about her. The She's a mess. Let's TikTok, get her on the pod. TikTok is what Quibi wanted to be. Do you know Quibi? <laughs> don't say oh, that. No. Don't say that word here. <laughs> Quibi did me dirty, and she knows it. Now we can talk about it now because they don't exist. But I won't. I'm above that. No, Quibi's on. Quibi's on fucking Roku now. You can go watch the old shit they spent oh, a billion dollars making. No. Well, well, who? What? I thought it was called Roku Todd. You know I'm... who else has a? You know who else has a, a channel? I think on Deuces Roku? might be on there. You, Where? Who? You, you know who else has a channel on Roku? No, I don't. Uh huh. <laughs> We'll take a break and we'll be back. Okay, we are back. And We're here's back. a question. You oh, live wait. in New York. Have you ever seen Wicked? 
I have, yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> oh, not a good start. <laughs> it's uh I think it's it's what it's it feels like a ride at Disney at this point. Like everyone's just no shade to the performers. I know this was probably your big break, but girl, it is cycle 600 at this point and it's like it just feels like everyone's running through the motions. So Doesn't it feel like it's time for like a revival? Like to change mm, it up, maybe mix up the set, get some new costumes, yeah. change the story up a little bit. 100%. Modernize it a little bit, which is hilarious because it is the modern version of it, but it feels dated already. Yeah. It's like watching the Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. It's like you just do it because it's there. Is it or kind cats. of Well, st- cats is gone now. Is it kind of yeah. steampunk? Wicked with all the gears, yeah, or some with of all the... the gears and stuff, which makes sense. But it's also yeah. like maybe it's time to refresh it. Like you could yeah. just update the costumes. You could just update the look of it a little bit. Do you think the I'd movie be will be updated, refreshed? I don't know, but I heard that Amanda Seyfried said I would like to be Glinda, and Anna Kendrick was like I would like to be Alphaba, and I said I don't need to see either of those people singing those songs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we love we love older people playing younger people. Yeah, I mean, get some twenty year olds and Alphaba should be black. There, I said it. Yes, yeah. she should. Right. We, need, um, we need her. Yeah, you okay? So you host Logo Live, which I is see a little logo in the back behind you. Instagram TV <laughs> or Instagram Live. Yeah. What is Logo at this point? <laughs> Logo is a queer space for queer people. And by space, you mean channel? Is it a TV channel? Is it a network? What is it? I don't think it's, I think it's only online now. But what does that mean? It's a website? It's an app? It's a, it's a website. They have, they have a, they have social media platforms. It is, I, I really do feel like it is a place that used to be on TV that is now more digital that might make a resurgence if we, if we put our views behind it. Okay, work. So you're going for season two. I got you. <laughs> no, well, I, no, but so, the thing is, Logo has such massive name recognition. If yeah, you yeah. say Logo to like any queer person ever, they're like, oh, yeah. the gay TV channel or whatever. Like, yeah. So I do feel like it should have that resurgence somehow, but it just keeps feeling like, where is it at? To me, the yeah, most exciting think- thing happening on Logo is you. You <laughs> and obviously Logo, the Golden Girls. <laughs> obviously the Golden Girls reruns, of course, but also yeah. you. Well, that's. I think that's the thing. Also, like with queer media in general, it's like I feel like it came out at a time where it was like let's let's try this little experiment out. But I also feel like queer people throughout the times have not really been super supportive and to a certain extent are still not super supportive of one another. So it's very hard to get, you know, cause like you, you go on a, you see ABC and they've got ABC family, ABC, you know, Spark, ABC, everything, you know, and then Viacom has like, you know, MTV, oh. VH1, Logo, you know, Drag Race was <laughs> like, like Rue said in her infamous tweet that she was still keeping the lights on over at Logo. Right. Well, moved over to VH1, which obviously is a smart business move, but it really puts Logo in a place where it's like we we have to keep trying to reinvent the wheel so that we could stay afloat. And I really do like I work with a lot of people at Logo that have worked there for years and I like I, I just want to see them do well. So I hope that, you know, any of my participation or anyone else can can help elevate them so that we can get Logo this old network at this point that, you know, don't How things that. like the A-list and like, you know, 
of the one what was oh that mess guy's name? That messy Austin, one? Austin? Austin something. Oh Speaking of, have we, you seen Mike Ruiz's body? Oh, still banging. Oh, Not yeah. even yeah, still yeah, yeah. banging. More banging than it ever was. I mean, Mike, he's chiseled out of stone these days. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, oh, baby. Whew. <laughs> if you do, let me know. yeah that's wild no i would love i I feel like a logo resurgence is so necessary but i feel like it needs to be like a reinvention into a streaming place because that it's so clear that people want like a home for curated something that isn't Mm -hmm. just a tv channel i think it would be awesome All right, let's start the pitch meeting now. And Team then, Johnny, logo. you can go yeah. over there and tell them that these two fags with a podcast who are awful. Yeah. Awful. Wanna help. Horrible. Just absolutely awful. <laughs> no, we're going to bring up our next segment, which is our favorite segment. Which is called... our only segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we did the interview segment and the intro. It's called Fuck Talk. Fuck Talk. No. Now's when you get the chance. Well, we all get the chance to tell a fun yeah. or uncomfortable sex story that happened to our in our past. Most oh. of mine are about when I lived in New York and was having sex with anybody I ever met. Dippers are usually about sucking old men's dicks. And uh, <laughs> we just want to know, like, are you dating? What are you looking for? Yeah, you said legs wide uh, open for the summer. <laughs> Have you well, had any I'm... interesting... It's not court. not since not since the pandemic, unfortunately. I mean, I've <laughs> I've had sex, but they're not like they weren't interesting stories. No shade to all you guys. It was great. Um, <laughs> not all you guys. All you guys. <laughs> wow. All fifty of you at the same time. No, um, that would be fun. But um, <laughs> do you have any like? I actually, yeah. I will say for so long there. I mean, a lot of queer people can like identify with this, but for so long I was like so not cool with being sex positive because i was like told like if you're a slut whereas now i'm like baby i'm not gonna be in my deathbed wishing i had sucked more dicks you know what i'm saying like i want to get that pose you know you gotta (laughs) you don't want to live that (laughs) oh my god when i when i I remember going out after pose and people people would see me like she's alive (laughs) oh my god um so i no, I have like a, one silly story from when I was younger. There was I was like hooking up with this guy in the bathtub, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and like yeah. I'm not really into shower sex. Like oh. it, it feels a little too clean for me. Um, like oh. I love a fresh smell, like freshly showered, but like the water feels a little dry. Anyway, he oh. thought he was five. First of all, I'm five eight, and he was five seven, uh-huh. and he said, "I'm gonna." Um, he actually didn't say it. He was about to pick me up. And I said, okay, hold on. Hold on now. I don't know if that's dangerous. you can carry me. And he was, you know, trying to assert himself in that way. And he picked me up. And I swear to you, we fell right out of the shower. He slipped back and he held on to me and he smacked his head on the, <gasps> on the tile in the bathroom. And I thought he was going to die. I really did. Oh, my he, goodness. I was like, and the, you know when you when someone hits something so hard that you're like, oh, they're they're dead. Yes. Like when the he didn't pass out, but I was like, I was like, he's gonna he's gonna go home and fall asleep, and you know, I'll I'll have to be like, oh, you know, it was it was wild. I can't believe he would have the nerve to try to pick you up in the shower. I barely in a shower while it's running. It's like I all can wet. barely keep myself standing up in the shower. It's so slippery. 
Right. I'm, I'm getting to the age where I have to start putting down those little, you, you know uh-huh. those mats with the suction cups? On yes, them. I know them very well. What are you talking about getting to the age? We stay safe in this house. Oh, I'm putting in a uh, a bar. For a bar. Yeah, is that what it's for? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh. 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 Maybe you do like Miss sour Johnny. things more than oh. No, I always well, find know. like, I feel like I'm going to drown in the shower. Okay, I, but, you know, it's like, because... I hate getting water up my nose. And right. when you huck, huck, yucking on a dick, it's going up your nose. <laughs> so true. Huck, huck, yucking on a dick. I, I feel like shower sex only makes sense if you, like, avert the stream. And then you just feel like you're right. wasting water. <laughs> Girl, we, I, we have to be eco-warriors out here on this That's planet. Right. Watch I remember, out for the water cops. Watch out for the water cops. Wow, Wilson. Hey. Wow. wow. Watch out for the water cops. That's what we call product, please. Honey, she said, watch out for the water cops. Watch out for the water cops. Um, I remember, okay, how about hot tub sex? I've done that before, but I didn't, re- like, it, the water, like you said, is dry. It's like when you try mm-hmm. to, like, jerk someone off underwater, you're just tugging at skin. Like, in the film Showgirls, when oh, they fuck in the God. pool... <laughs> Really I guess searched. it's different because vaginas <laughs> do self-lubricate. So there's probably Correct. something else that isn't just water. But we all remember being kids jerking off in the shower and being like, oh, this weight, this hurts. Just like you said, me, Paul. Yeah. Or then like if you were me using conditioner and then your pee-pee starts to burn because you didn't understand. <laughs> that, what uh, kind of conditioner are you using? The burning kind, the burning kind. Okay, uh, tea tree, tea tree. <laughs> It's uh, a fragrance. The tea tree tingle from Trader Joe's. Uh, and then. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, no, no. Sounds no. like my worst nightmare. And then, but, but you know, like that sort of friction underwater, I feel like doesn't really work. And I've yeah. been like making out and sort of like getting hot and heavy in a hot tub. And then it's like, well, so this, this happened when I was um, in New Mexico visiting my family. I ended up going over. It to like a neighbor's dark. house. <laughs> it's it, always when you're visiting. It, that's I mean, not for the, the right. Majority of my why stories are you always are, the horniest when you're at home because you know that's I mean? when it's you so can't weird. do shit. You can't open your Twitter or anything because you're around people. You know what? I have a theory about that. Okay, especially for gay for gay people. It's because when you're around family, it brings you back to the first times where you were able to mm. experience sexual situations. Yes. So you it like automatically turns you on because and that's why I say people love like secret sex and like things that they're not supposed to get into because that's how a lot of us experience sex for the first time. Right. Oh, yeah. Because we do hush, it in hush. ways that we're not right. So it's like we act a fool when we go home on Christmas because it reminds us of being young, queer, and you know You on the app just <laughs> you two doors down? Oh, I remember you. You're my friend's dad. No, that's your story, Meatball. And he yes, wasn't your friend's is. dad. He was your band teacher, right? No. Ooh. He was my friend's dad. I never hooked up with a band teacher. That was a guest. I was never was a band. A guest. I loved myself. I was a theater kid. <laughs> but no, so I remember hooking up with this guy and like then him being like, oh, we'll suck my dick. And I'm like, okay, but it's underwater in a hot tub. That's like not only hot, but the jets and the pre- right. and you're underwater. I'm like, that's not gonna feel any different than you just dick being underwater. And then right. he like he like sat up on the edge, as one does, yeah. 
And then he started the to shiver because it was cold out, which is why we were in the hot tub. And oh my, my body gosh. is under the water. And I'm like, we need to dry off and go in the house. You need right. to keep it warm with that. Well, mouth. that's the thing. The hot tub to me always feels like a nice foreplay moment, uh-huh. but it's not the whole vibe. Like, I remember the first time I was ever in a hot tub in that kind of capacity it was like two other guys. I was young because I remember calling out of my job because I wanted to stay. It was like a long night. Okay. <laughs> you know, when, and I feel like when you're younger, you can really stay up for how, when the sun comes up and not feel like a disgusting yes. monster. Um, <laughs> and we were, we were in that hot tub. We were getting our lives. And I remember calling out, I was like calling out sick so I could go back and touch penises under the water. <laughs> but it really wasn't a full vibe there. I felt like we had to get out, dry off, and then move it to the bedroom, which right. we did. Um, but yeah, it was it's a wild time. A wild time. Oh, yeah. well, listen, Johnny. Um, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for coming by. This has been thank so you. fun, illuminating. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Where Anytime. can um, where can people? Okay, so we can tell you people can see you on Hacks, which um, this. This episode comes out on Friday, so there are two. If you if you haven't watched, there are two new episodes out this week, right? They're doing two by two. Yep, two by two. Um, also, mm. you can uh, catch Johnny on Logo Live. Do you do that on your channel as well, or just through the Logo channel? Just just through Logo, yeah. But you have had some amazing, fun guests on there. You have great conversations. Um, and when when do those happen? So we're back the first week of June. Oh, um, work. Through June 17th, Pride every Tuesday month. and Thursday. That's right. Pride oh. Month, we have some fun guests coming We on. love the gays. And then your Instagram is? Just my name. Johnny uh, Sibley. <laughs> <laughs> did I do it right? You sure did. That was perfect. Thank you. You sure did. <laughs> well, I listen, learned this week um, that I can't read. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod. You can send us an email to sloppysecondspod at gmail.com or call with a fuck talk story to 213-536-9180. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Big Dipper Jelly and Spiciest Meatball or I'm Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode which come out every Tuesday and Friday. Goodbye. Doodle-doo-doo. Forever. Dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. 